0: Welcome to the Declassified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I am one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpie on Mom Plays,
1: and I'm your other host, Tillhouse from Good Games Good Vibes
0: on YouTube. And welcome back to another. Um, <laughs> it would be. It's already going to be a fat show. Yeah. Um, but we're choosing to. Split it into two shows because we just have so much to talk about. Uh, half of it is my fault, but um, well, maybe most of it's my fault.
1: <laughs> yeah, seventy-five percent.
0: Seventy-five percent of it's my fault, but we will be splitting it into two shows. That way, um, you can listen to the show in your normal space of time that you normally allow for it. So, <laughs> don't worry; it's not going to be a three-hour episode. Um, but anyway. Um, what is today? Is today the twenty first? Yep. Yes, today is the twenty first. Um. So two days ago, the Xbox um Hall of Fame uh promotion ended, and it was very confusing. And I talked about this last show that the whole Hall of Xbox Hall of Fame, or is it is it called Hall of Game? I don't know. If they didn't call it Hall of Game, that's really a missed opportunity. But anyway. Um, The whole promotion was very confusing, but at the core of it, basically what it was was, um, as far as Microsoft um, rewards, if you got um, up to 10,000 gamer score, um, if you got up to 10,000 gamer score, they would match what you normally get in reward points with what you just made. So Basically, it's worth um you know what 20,000 gamer score would normally get you so it's very confusing um it's really <laughs> hard to understand but basically i was trying my hardest to um when i could uh get as much gamer score as i could from october 1st to october 19th and i managed to get to 20,000 gamer score in 19 days which is quite insane my previous yeah that's sick dude um My previous record was 10,000 in a month. So that's not even 19 days in a full month. My previous record was 10,000. And to put that in perspective, my total before starting this promotion was, I think my lifetime gamer score was 88,000. So I like did a quarter of my gamer score basically in 19 days. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's, it's it's pretty insane, but I'm not going to say that I'm proud of the games that I played to get to this point. I did some ridiculously easy games. I did some ridiculously fast games. I did tons of free games that I could find. <laughs> I did tons <laughs> of um, free trials. I did ridiculous um, PC ones and stuff. I just I did every little corner I could cut for. To 20,000, because once I got to 15,000, I was like, What if I got to 20? Because if I got to 20, there's no way I could ever beat that, you know? I could just live with that and be like, Hey, 20 was what I got one day, and I'm never gonna do that again. So, um, without further ado, I am going to talk about some of the games that I played in this period, but I'm gonna cut it in half so that you only have to listen to half of these ridiculous games. Um, I'm gonna try to remember what these games are about, um, because Frankly, I played some of these so, uh, such a few, such a little amount of time or so little that I don't even remember what a lot of them are about. Um, so, the first game is called Batu Tabatu. And this game was like a color matching block game, which was like super easy. And um, it was a very easy thousand gamer score. I think it's uh, just a few bucks in the uh, Microsoft store. Uh, But my opinion of the game is that it was actually one of the funner titles that I played with this. There are some ridiculously boring titles that I played. This game is a very good time killer. It's got decent music. Um, Its mechanics are really fun. It's really fun. Um, You can get really fast at the matching because you're on a timer. So it feels like an iOS or Android app to an extent. It feels like an app just thrown on your Xbox. But I mean, the fact that you can do operations extremely fast with a controller, like you can hit the bumpers really fast in comparison to a touch screen, Uh, you can get some really fast combos and it can get really insane really fast. So this is really like a puzzle based game. Uh, Very simple. There's versus modes on it, though, which are pretty cool. You can do up to four players where you can play against your friends to see, I guess, how many points you can get and how far you can make it. So it's i think it's i think it's worth what it is i think it's a good game for what it is it doesn't try to act like it's some epic story that you know isn't what it is so it's an honest game and i actually do recommend batu to batu for what it is um the next game <laughs> you're going to see a lot of these on what i did the next game was a visual novel um it was called a hero and a garden Nothing too special about it. If you're into visual novels, that's one thing. Um, I had never played a visual novel until this month on Xbox. And uh, there's two types of visual novels that I ended up playing. Some of them required no actions. And some of them required uh, dialogue choices. The dialogue choice ones are interesting. The ones where you can't do anything wrong... Are really not that fun, and you have to be somewhat invested into the plot, which with a lot of these is just kind of boring. And um, I think *A Hero in a Garden* is not a terrible game, but I do I don't think it's something that you would play if you didn't want a gamer score. It's it's there's just not much to it. Is all I'm gonna say about it. <laughs> so basically, it's a visual novel where you basically can just spam A through it. There's small sections where there's gardening. But the gardening section is so easy and straightforward. There's no strategy to it. You just really collect stuff. So it basically it's almost a tapping simulator, mixed with a little bit of dialogue over animated panels. It's it's very simple. Uh, I I mean it takes no effort to do it. It only takes time. So I'm not proud of that one, and I don't recommend a hero in a garden unless you want a thousand gamer score. <laughs> um, <laughs> The next game that I barely touched on was Naruto to Baruto Shinobi Striker. Um, it was in Game Pass. I touched on this one because it was free. I got a few achievements in it, but it was one of the games that cost a little bit more grind to actually get anything from it. I enjoyed what I played, though. I really enjoyed the mechanics to the game, and I thought it had a really good animation. The thing is, I haven't played a anime fighting game since, like... Um, dragon ball budokai 3 on playstation 2 so my standards of what that genre can do is very old i didn't i haven't played things like the new dragon ball z games or uh what is it called jump force i haven't played those games so the fact that i've just now played this one makes this one feel like you know the genre has come such a long way i know this game has mixed reviews but when i'm comparing it to a game from over 10 years ago it's it looks really good and it runs really well. I like the I like the weapons that you can use. It just it all makes sense within the world of Naruto. Um, I might go back and play it. It's just not. It didn't contribute to my gamer score. <laughs> is all I'm gonna say. But it is a good game. I don't think it's a bad game whatsoever. Um, so that one's in Game Pass right now. So if you want to check out that game, it's in Game Pass. Um, Wow, I'm trying to remember what this game is. Endless Legend is a Game Pass game with, I think, the PC version. And um, there really wasn't much to this game. Um, it, I played it a little bit, um, but I wasn't too impressed by it. It's not really my genre of game. It, it was a little bit slow for me, as far as what you could do. But I might give it another chance. I still have it downloaded on PC, but I just barely touched on this game. Um, The next game that I also played on PC was Pandemic the Board Game. And this game actually, once I started to get the hang of the board game, this game was actually really fun. This is also in-game pass for PC. Um, Pandemic the Board Game's main problem, though, is its controls are not that straightforward. But in comparison to Ticket to Ride, which I ended up playing um, later on, I don't even remember if I wrote that down, but I played the board game Ticket to Ride for a little bit and its controls are so bad that I couldn't even play the game. It was unclear where your cursor was. You never knew what was highlighted. Um, I can't imagine how they put this much effort into a game and it's unplayable. Um, but tickets to ride was really disappointing, but pandemic is actually pretty fun on the PC. I actually had quite a bit of fun trying to figure out how to destroy the viruses on the board game, and then you know research more stuff. It's actually actually pretty cool, even from a single player standpoint, even though it's meant for like you know three to four players. So you can play it single player using multiple characters, and it's still pretty straightforward. and still runs really well. I think pandemic's a cool game to at least get the hang of and experience it you might get addicted to it but um it's it's just it it just works it's a cool game so it's based on a good board game so i mean it works on uh the gameplay level for sure um i'm almost halfway through um (laughs) (laughs) the next game that i played was arc survival evolved i think is what it's called um, I yeah. touched on arc several times, uh, but I actually decided to go out and try to get all the achievements for it. I don't think I got all of them. There's one that I just decided not to get. There's one where it's, you have to, you have to discover every species of dinosaur, I think. And it's just so much. And it's so time consuming that I just didn't feel like doing it. Uh, arc survival has really easy gamer score all around the game. Um, there's really no reason for me to just grab that last, uh, I think it was maybe 100, 200 Gs. I didn't really care about that. Um, but Ark Survival is still a fun game. And um, after playing it some more with like more dinosaurs than I ever have before, uh, it's a lot funner than I remember because I used to struggle so much with the game. But um, being able to fly on pterodactyls and stuff is really cool. Um the boss fights are really cool. I I think it's a really huge game, and I'm still kind of impressed by it. The only thing I'm not impressed by is I feel like the game doesn't look as good as it as good as it performs badly. Uh, the fact that the game is slow on everything I played it on, and it feels like it has trouble rendering anything. Yeah, um, would yeah. make you think that the game is like groundbreaking in graphics, but did you play it on PC built. or Xbox. I did both. Yeah, and, see, uh, On both. It was struggles.
1: I, <laughs> I have not impressed on PC at all
0: with any of it's it. It's just, it struggles. I yeah. think it's, I think it's outdated. I think when it yeah. came out, cause I remember people were played it on the OG Xbox one. Yeah. Um, like the VCR and, um, it struggled to load on that, but it made more sense cuz it felt groundbreaking at that time. I think it just hasn't aged well. I think it needs a either a sequel or a revamp. Um it's just the core build apparently is not um what is the word? economical for like Maybe
1: a remaster and a re- rendering. A remaster
0: and a re- It needs a re-engine probably.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean cuz dude, I mean it it, the, it has it has the elements of an of a great game, you know what I Efficient. mean. Efficient—that's yes. the word I was looking for. It yes. just
0: doesn't efficiently utilize its uh, it, what it is. It feels yeah. like it's just poorly built. I'm yeah. sure that's like you know I'm not in the position to say that because I don't build games, but it feels just very. It feels like they built something that wasn't perfect, and they've been adding to it over and over without actually fixing issues. At its yeah. core, it feels like yeah. it's overpatched. You get what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I get you. 100%. So,
0: yeah. So, uh, it Arc, has the potential. Not the greatest though, game, but it has yeah. the potential for sure. It's yeah. still the core concept is fun enough that it can keep people coming back for sure. Oh, yeah. But I feel like it could be, it could be phenomenal if it was actually like efficient with how it used its graphics. I just don't feel like the graphics are good enough that. It should be struggling so hard to render everything. Yeah, know? I
1: couldn't enjoy anything. It, it was just... Yeah, it, it was
0: very choppy frame rate, yes, all that, yeah, so... Yeah.
1: yeah but anyway... It wasn't just me.
0: No, it wasn't just you, and that's that's how I've experienced it. Every person I've watched playing it looks that way, too. Yeah. So... The next game is a game that I'm very not proud of. <laughs> it is another visual novel, novel. It's called A Winter's Dream, this game it can be completed in uh, 30 minutes if you just spam the uh, A button. And uh, that's it. It's a visual novel with no choices and no gardening mechanics either. It is completely, you just spam A, and it's It's known as the easiest game on... <laughs> it's known as the easiest game on uh, Xbox, like, period. It is, is ridiculous. Minimal effort. Um... <laughs> It's a long story though um, I was following a lot of it and um, I probably took way over half an hour to beat it, but I've seen people can beat it in 30 minutes. I just uh wasn't too compelled by the story. It was moving pretty slow for me, so I just got the easy gamer score but um, yeah, I'm not proud of that one that one is <laughs> that's the one where when people go into your achievements um, if they know anything about gamer score, they'll laugh at that being in there. Um, (laughs) the next game that I uh, got some easy achievements in was Dead or Alive 6 this is a free uh, trial that is always available you can play Dead or Alive 6 with I think four fighters for free Um, you have to buy the whole thing if you want more fighters but a lot of the achievements are tied to the base game and uh, you can do it in the free trial Uh, a lot of the stuff is just completing tutorials and stuff I didn't actually spend too much time on this. I could have done a lot more, and I probably will. Um, but the Dead or Alive series is a series that I remember from when I was a lot younger, and I played it a lot more. So it is really cool to go back to it and kind of laugh at these characters that you used to play. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny. The Dead or Alive series is so over the top, um, and it's, it's just crazy. I'm really surprised they haven't made another Dead or Alive since then. Um, it is weird that they keep adding stuff to this one. I feel like they need a new one by now Yeah, because it is kind of, it's not feeling dated in its graphics. Its graphics are still really good. Um, its problem is the UI looks dated, like the words on the screen that tell you what to do and stuff. All that stuff looks really old. It looks like PS3 era UIs. So um, it it's, it, I don't think it looks as polished as it should be, but the gameplay is still really fun, and the game the game renderings look really good. Um, I had fun with it. I probably will play it a little bit more this month to uh, knock out some of the um, training stuff. The training mode is ridiculous, I have to say. Um, I'm not sure if you've played the training on Dead or Alive 6 if you're listening to this, because you don't really need it. Um, if you go through the training, they teach you every... If you're used to a training or tutorial mode in a game, you're used to it being the ability to walk around and they tell you what to do. Well, in this, it tells you what to do every single move. There's one that tells you how to move forward and it says, this is how you move forward. Prepare to move forward. And then it says, ready? Go. And you move forward. And it says, congratulations. You moved forward. And then there's the next thing, which is like, jumping rather than having it all in one (laughs) training thing where they just teach you everything you have to individually enter every tutorial for doing one simple action. So like if you go to the tutorial, there's like a dropout menu with, I don't know, it's gotta be like 50 or 60 different tutorials all for like one move. And it's really funny because the first 20 are things that you just naturally know what to do, like moving left and right. (laughs) <laughs> so it, it is really weirdly set up the tutorial's like that. So now that I see that there's achievements for completing all of the t- t- tutorial missions, it's um I can see why there's an achievement because it is it is painstakingly difficult and annoying to get through all of it. Um so I'm like halfway through just the tutorial stuff because that that in itself is broken because loading takes so long in this game. Loading into games takes so long that it makes no sense that it's loading into a game every time it needs you to do one action. (laughs) So yeah. um, Dead or Alive six, not that bad of a game. I think it's worth checking out for free. Um, I will warn you on getting addicted to buying skins and characters for this game because if you go on the Xbox store and see what like purchasing the complete stuff is, it's like hundreds of dollars. Like I've seen this um, stuff on Reddit before, where people say how much money it is to get all of the Dead or Alive six uh, <laughs> characters and items and costumes and stuff. It's just like it's ridiculous how much stuff they try to sell you in this free game so uh do be careful with that i I know it's it's one of those games (laughs)
1: man i I hate that crap i've always been able to fight it you know what i mean i don't buy that shit Mm -hmm. so yeah because i could give a shit less what my character looks like as long as it does the same kind of damage but uh (laughs) yeah yeah it's a trap it's a trap
0: now this next game i'm not sure if you've heard of this game But this game was one of the funnest games that I played and it wasn't good for Gamerscore because it wasn't like the easiest game um, that I played this month by far. Uh, But it's called Level Head or maybe it's called Level Headed. Let me double check that real quick. I don't want to misquote that. It is in Game Pass. huh?
1: See I was actually. No it's called. Yeah. Go ahead. It's
0: called Levelhead. Okay. So yeah, Levelhead is um, it's a pretty fun concept to a game. So it starts out with an intro and it tells you what you are. And uh, basically, there's this company that uh, shoots Amazon gifts. Basically, let's just say it's Amazon. <laughs> they shoot uh, boxes to people's houses, and they would shoot them to. Uh, accurately, and it would destroy the people's houses and kill their families. So they decided to start shooting the packages a little bit away from the houses. (laughs) And your job is you're the robot that goes around and moves the package from where it fell to the house. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It is one of the most ridiculous setups to a game. But basically what you do is you just get packages and you try to get through a 2D Uh, platforming side scrolling type uh, puzzle game and you get your package to the destination and you get points for like dunking the package higher. It's actually a really fun game and I do recommend it. I wish I had time to play it more. Uh, It's, it's just a fun game and it's in game pass. So check it out. It's, it's ridiculously funny. The dialogue and stuff is ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I I just thought that the world building of this game was the funniest part. The fact of why you're this robot. Yeah. And it's something like the robot's also like a baby and you're like the technician that's raising the baby robot. It's really ridiculous. It's something like the the robot also is like an infant and it doesn't understand Uh. things and you have to like teach it how to do things. (laughs) It's most of those ridiculous setups to a game, but uh, besides that, the game the game works really well. I really want to know if they designed the game first and then made a story around it, or if they had the story first and decided to make a game about it. Because it seems it seems unrelated. It seems like they had a cool concept for a game, and they're like, "What if the robot was like raised by this guy, and he was like an infant? And what if the guy was working for a company that like shipped packages?" And the whole reason that the robot exists is because the packages would accidentally destroy the houses. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's, it's a fun game, but what were you going to say about, um, before I figured out the name of it?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, I was, I was just thinking of, of going and checking out some of these games on game pass that you're talking about.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to plug all the ones that are on game pass. A lot of these are not, but a lot of them are. Yeah, uh, for sure the Game Pass ones are pretty cool. Uh, the next one is also on Game Pass. It's called Don't Starve. Um, this game I had uh, some fun with, but I wasn't able to put enough time into the game. Um, there are easy ways to complete the game on uh, PC with console commands, but I was playing it a little bit on Xbox the other day, and I was having I was having issues figuring out what to do. Um, at the beginning, it's kind of not that straightforward because you kind of just collect items and you try to not die. I'm not sure if you've played this game before, but um, I like its art style a lot. So I do want to keep playing it. I'm having fun uh, figuring it out because I like its music and its world and its characters. All that stuff's really cool about it. Uh, but I'm trying to play it while it's in Game Pass to see if it's you know worth still play it. You know, uh, But that one's in Game Pass. The next uh, game is not in Game Pass. Ooh, where's that other one? What is it called? It's called Red Death. Okay. So there's there's a package on uh, the Xbox store that includes three games, and they're all supposed to be very easy. Um, they're called Red Death, Project Starship, and Null Drifter. And... These games are two of them are basically just um, they're like Galaga. They're shooters, basically, um, and they're they're very easy. Um, I do have to say that the most impressive one that I've played is Project Starship. This game is ridiculously fun because it spins that whole genre on its head. It randomizes what enemies appear on level one. You know how if you play an arcade game and you keep playing it over and over because you're trying to get further and further into the game because there's things you haven't seen yet, you know? And if you keep dying on the first or second level, you're never going to see what's on level three. But with Project Starship, immediately sometimes you can see something on level one that you've never seen before. It randomizes what enemies you get. And um, it's, it's a really fun version of this. So it's basically like... The other game that's packaged with it, uh, Red Death. But unlike Red Death, um, Project Starship's really fun. It's really fast-paced. It's got great um, mechanics that make it... um, What's the word? It's got great mechanics that make it um, change up. It keeps it interesting. I think that's really cool, is it has this thing that's like... I forget what it's called. I played it so long ago now. There's something that's like a random mode where randomly something, oh, it's like an event. It says like incoming event. And sometimes it like polarizes the colors of the game and then suddenly your controls are backwards. And that's like really hard if you don't know what's going on. The first time that happened, I was like, what the heck is going on? It took me a little bit to realize that left was right and right was left. But there's some like really crazy stuff in this game, and I thought it was a lot of fun. I probably played it more than the other two for sure. Um, I thought Null Drifter was borderline unplayable. I was really unimpressed with that game, um, so I didn't really get much of that game. That game was a uh, twin-stick shooter that was in like Atari graphics. It was just in lines. That game was really... Um, I just I didn't even want to give it the time of day. So I know it's easy. I just don't really care about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Red Death was really good. I liked the graphics of Red Death, and the music was really cool to Red Death. But Project Starship just like blew it out of the water. I do really highly recommend Project Starship. I think you can get it for $5. And uh, it's a really fun game. So um, let me see. I got three more games to talk about. <laughs> For this episode, so let me get through them. Uh, the next one is called Inkfell. This one is in Game Pass, and uh, this game is actually a really fun story. I was really enjoying the story and dialogue of this game. It is more of a retro style, um, kind of Zelda clone, maybe you could say. And um, oh wait, but it also has RPG elements, so it also has turn based RPG elements with movement. Um, so, so it's a mixture of genres and I really did enjoy what I've played of this game yet but I haven't really played too much of it so um, I will definitely tell you more about Inkfell when I play more of it because it's it's a fun game I just you know I just moved on to games I could get done faster but Inkfell is in Game Pass and uh, it, it's really fun the first level or two still starting out but uh, I like the story and definitely recommend Inkfell Um Second to last game I'm going to talk about is uh, Corgan. Uh, Corgan is a free game, which um, is pretty ridiculous that I've never heard of it. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. It is free in the Microsoft Store, and it has a paid DLC, but the DLC has no achievements in it, so you can get all of the achievements in the free version. And the free version you can beat in, like, I don't know, 30 minutes. It's basically like a Diablo style dungeon crawler uh it's pretty weird um you're kind of overpowered with one of the characters one of the characters can freeze other characters so it makes um the difficulty go down a lot (laughs) but um it's a it's an interesting game um i think a lot of love was put into this game it's really interesting to see it on the microsoft store it's one of those games where you're like somebody put a lot of work into this and it wasn't as popular as they hoped. Uh, they had an interesting business model to make it free and then hope people would buy the DLC. Um not sure what percentage of people have done that since you can get all the achievements in the free version. Um but it's not bad. It's just really short and um I don't know. It's really not that bad. It's really uh decently made. It wasn't like terrible. It's just Nothing to write home about, but I mean, for the team that made it, I'm sure that they're probably very impressed by it um, because, I mean, it, it's fine for what it is. I don't want to hate on it too much because it's not like some disappointing third party game. It's a, it's a game that was released for free, you know, so um, I think Corgan's an easy gamer score. There's no reason not to play it if you're going for gamer score, but um, it's it's not something to write home about. That's all. <laughs> So the last game I'm going to talk about this week is Rogue Company, and um, Rogue Company has pretty easy achievements in it, actually, if you can tolerate the player base. Um, I played about 10 games, and in those 10 games, I was with at least two of the four people on my team were just staring at walls. Uh, They would get play of the game and then they would not do anything. Uh, A lot of inconsistencies in my teammates. So I would have to carry these teams a lot, which is really hard to do on 4v4 because uh, take, take for example, Overwatch. If there's one player on your team who is just camping the spawn and not contributing, uh, if you have five really decent players, you can outplay six players players it's not that big oh of a yeah easy oh easy but, easy. but when, when you're talking 4v4 if one or two of your people aren't doing anything that's immediately four against two or four against three it's a lot more important that the four people are competent and paying attention so i do think that maybe rogue company could have a a game mode with six people or something because currently that's a huge issue in the game um yeah. i'm not sure if People who play it more have seen the same issue, but if you're not loading in with three friends, I prepare for like frustration. Because yeah, even there if you're playing, some frustration with friends, playing
1: with randoms, yes, definitely.
0: Yeah, because if even if you're playing with two friends, that third person could get like mad that you're not, you know, playing with them or something. Of course, they're the one that's solo queued into rogue company. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh they just might throw the game and like i i don't know it's just it's annoying seeing throwers especially when you're just starting out with the game but um i will say that the doctor disrespect skin is actually really well made yeah (laughs) i did see that that is a very impressive skin and i think that's hilarious because we've seen skins like in Fortnite of uh some famous people, but they're more cartoony and they're more stylized. But the fact that this game is a lot more realistic and Dr. Disrespect looks like the actual person (laughs) is really funny. I just, I haven't seen anyone in a game with the skin yet, but um, it was really funny to see it in the shop. Uh, I mean, if I was a bigger fan of Dr. Disrespect or if I was a bigger fan of Rogue Company, I would have bought it already. Yeah. But um, I'm just a little bit to not a fan of both that it's sitting in the shop but i think it's really cool i think it's really cool as a skin idea um but did you want to say anything more about rogue company because i do have a transition yeah we'll have to play it we're talking about i
1: mean you know we'll have to get a couple people together and play it because i do play it on xbox and i i like it on xbox so uh, yeah we'll have to give it a try man see if we can get a group together and see if your your opinion of it changes
0: I do like the game. I think it's I think it's well made. Uh, yeah. The third person thing is a little bit. Uh, you have to get used to the third person, uh, since like a lot of the time your head's in the way. Yeah. Um, or do you have it on PC? But no, I don't have it on PC yet. Does PC have first person?
1: I think I. I yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, but no. Speaking of skins, I had a transmission transmission transition <laughs> with the skin that talk um uh there's three new skins in uh Warzone. i almost didn't put this in my notes but the Warzone halloween event started oh, yeah. yesterday and it is really fun oh my gosh the zombies mode is ridiculously fun playing as a zombie is incredible um i like the fact that the entire map is at night is really cool you can play plunder yeah. at night um I've
1: been watching it, that's it.
0: really fun. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to warn you though, if you're used to running uh thermals, uh cold blooded is uh, ruthless in uh, night mode because uh, you won't be able to see anyone because it's gonna be black on black at night with a thermal <laughs> if they're running cold blooded. So cold blooded is way more useful than ghost in Zombies, because Zombies can see you even if you're running Ghost. So if you're playing the new mode, the Zombies mode, uh, Ghost is no longer that useful, and Cold-Blooded is ridiculously good. (laughs) So uh, yeah, really cool game modes. But yeah, they have three new skins. I almost missed over that. They have the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre skin, and they have a Jigsaw skin, which is really cool. Um, And there's also a skin that I think they made up for the game i think it's a actual original character skin um well i also know that if you get a kill streak
1: of three then you get your 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 head turns into a jack-o'-lantern or something
0: see i didn't know that i was trying to figure that out i kept getting my head turned into a jack-o'-lantern and and then i would see other people had them and i didn't know what it was kill streak of three seems pretty high because I felt like I had it is a jack-o'-lantern had a lot
1: it's a kill streak of three <laughs> yeah
0: okay so that explains that because the all all day we were trying to figure out what was giving look at people you get, the jack-o-lanterns. kill
1: streaks of three all day long look at you okay whatever
0: anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway what did you play this week
1: um the new uh the new patch for Wow came out And uh, the level squish, Uh, all my characters that were 120 are now 50, level 50. Uh, The new max level in uh, Shadowlands is going to be 60. So uh, this next three days, probably starting tomorrow, maybe tonight, I'm going to be going out and power leveling all of my um, uh, as many as I can. Anyway, Uh, I want to try to get 10 characters, uh, one of each class up to uh, level 50. And then that way, when Shadowlands drops, I can go ahead and level those guys up to 60 real quick. And, uh, um, but yeah, uh, it looks really cool. Uh, if you are listening to this and you want a little tip, here's a tip for you. Uh, the quickest way to level your character up right now is in the warlords of Draenor expansion. So you want to go to that area and you will get up to a uh, max level very fast. So that's just, you know, a little tip. From me and uh also uh one of the new things that's coming out is nvidia has added shadowlands to uh the patch to get ray tracing so that's going to be really cool to see wow um, i'm already running world of warcraft on ultra which is <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. i'm so yeah i love it so much right now uh but i've lowered a couple of the settings just because uh uh, personally I prefer performance over you know too high of graphics so it looks amazing regardless and uh, the things that they've done to the customizations uh they've they've really tweaked the customizations of your characters uh, down to war paint tattoos uh, different faces different skin tones uh, so it's really cool what they've done and I've went ahead and I've customized a couple of my guys and uh yeah yeah I'm starting to like it so um yeah, played a little bit of that and i'll probably be doing a little bit more of it but uh other than that really not much except for a little bit of rogue company like you and uh which i i really do enjoy that game but i think it has to do you're absolutely right on that aspect that you have to queue with your friends you have to so <laughs> yeah it's just yeah I, it, there there is a lot of toxicity in there also <laughs> there's some serious whoo yeah some serious toxic people but yeah, I, I imagine if you queued up with four good people, you know, or friends, three good friends that you know, you know, you'll have a good time. Yeah. But yeah, that's and it. just
0: a reminder the uh Overwatch Halloween event is yes. still going on. Yes. Second week challenges have started. Nice. Uh, I think two days ago. So I'm uh, all over uh, that yeah, today. Check that out.
1: <clears throat> My goal right now is to do uh Junkenstein's revenge in legendary mode. I've got it all the way up to expert. But uh, I haven't got legendary yet. So that is my goal on both PC and Xbox. So
0: Yeah, it's it's rough.
1: Uh yeah, <clears throat> I imagine it is. I'm trying to get people together to do it, but uh so far everybody's afraid. <laughs> 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 All we need is just some really good damage going on and a good healer.
0: That's it. <clears throat> so yeah, healing is rough, especially with um, those blue guys that will just target you. Oh, so yeah. as much as you're trying to heal, they'll still just get targeted by those blue guys if no one's knocking them down.
1: I found a really good spot for Torbjorn's uh, turret. And uh, almost all the way through expert, I didn't have to do any repairs. And I think I only had to end up uh, towards the end. I only dropped three <laughs> turrets th- total.
0: Were you throwing it up where Junkenstein spawns?
1: No. Actually, it's okay. uh, the stairs to the left that goes up to the ramparts um halfway mm-hmm. up on the right edge kind of hanging off to the side and it gets them up the top it gets junkenstein it gets every angle dude it gets every rip tire that comes through everything <laughs> it's beautiful it's beautiful yeah and then so I, I just save my ultimates hit- for the bosses but yeah let's go
0: yeah let's let's jump into the news yeah. um Okay, so the first thing in news is actually pretty big news. Uh, did you read this thing about Microsoft partnering with GameStop? No, huh? So Microsoft has entered a partnership with GameStop where they're going to provide GameStop new registers, uh, Surface Pros for p- them to walk around the store and check people out while they're just standing around. So think kind of like the Apple Store where yeah. there's no register, where you just they just walk around and they can check you out with whatever you're looking at. So no more, like, old-school PCs behind the counter. (laughs) Um, They're going to have brand-new, you know, equipment thanks to Microsoft. And they're also going to, in exchange, promote cloud gaming through xCloud. Um, And Microsoft is going to basically provide GameStop with better technology to communicate with other stores. So, for example, they mentioned in their news blurb, that if you're looking for an item at one GameStop and you want to know if it's at another GameStop, they'll have a device with applications built by Microsoft that will tell you them what's in stock at another GameStop and they can just click on it and then reserve it for you rather than having to wait on the phone and call the other GameStop, stuff like that. Yeah. So basically, Microsoft is trying to help GameStop get into the... like. Uh, to get into the technology of what is competitive right now in retail and um i think it's a really cool partnership it's microsoft is getting the benefit of having advertisement for xbox and xcloud you know in tons of locations nationally that are already built they're also getting a quasi um expansion of Microsoft stores, too, because they also announced that the GameStops would be be, um, selling Surface Pros and Windows items and things. So it's kind of like they're getting a mini version of a Microsoft store when that already wasn't really a national thing. So it's kind of a win-win. GameStop has been struggling for over two years, uh, closing tons of locations, but... With Microsoft's help, they may be able to stay relevant. Because one of the main things is staying relevant as far as actual physical retail stores. And if Microsoft can make it that much easier for people to actually get what they need rather than them giving up and immediately ordering online, then that's awesome. And maybe Microsoft can help them out with their you know, websites and stuff like that. So it's a cool partnership. I think it's really smart. Uh, Microsoft needs... Uh, Retail space and GameStop needs the uh you know 21st century technology that true true (laughs) they're offering. Um, so I I think it's a really cool partnership. And um, oh, they also said that with the partnership, GameStop would also be promoting the Xbox all access thing, the thing where you can uh pay no money down and get an Xbox and then pay monthly. So GameStop would be promoting that, which is interesting because. GameStop already could do that. It was already one of the locations where you could do the Xbox All Access. But I guess with this partnership, they'll just be able to put up signage for it. (laughs) I don't know. I guess Microsoft is concerned that, although they're offering all these great deals to gamers, that no one's talking about it. So I understand why they're doing this partnership. Is because they're trying to get people to talk about it. So... I think it's I think it's really smart on both companies' standpoints because they are both, um, in a sense, struggling at different things. So I think that it helps both parties. Um, but while talking about that, um, Microsoft also announced that they're working on a browser version of xCloud immediately to work with iOS and basically you know iPhones, iPads, MacBooks, nice. that stuff. Um, And it's really interesting because I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence that they mentioned they were working on this immediately right after Amazon Luna said that it was going to be using a browser to get around the iPhone iOS problem. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Amazon Luna probably pushed this forward, but that's I mean, that's still good. That means that Microsoft realizes that they can't keep playing the waiting game that they need to make it work with a browser. But, but what Microsoft, uh, Phil Spencer at Microsoft actually said was that, um, not that they were going to make you use a browser on iOS, but that they were going to do this because XCloud on iOS was inevitable. He basically was implying that eventually they will allow us to use an app in their app store, but as of right now, we're going to make a browser version for y'all. while well, you have to wait so that is an interesting standpoint basically saying that they're not giving up working on the application um that they're still going to be supporting the application on other devices but on the ios devices they would have to make a browser to work with it so that's really cool um also in gamestop news gamestop announced that they would be closing on black friday which is really big news um yeah it is uh They've been one of the places that have always had really big Black Fridays. So to see them closed is a really smart move because obviously the concern is you can't have, during a pandemic, a ton of people in a crowded little bitty GameStop on Black Friday. Because it's one thing for there to be crowds of people in stores on Black Friday during a pandemic, but a GameStop is like one of the smallest stores that is usually yeah. packed. <laughs> it is is a ridiculously small space that's usually in shopping centers that has like, you know, 80 people in it. Like they're always pushing the fire code. So, um I think this is a really smart move and I think it's it's the it's not just a smart move for like the good of the country, but it's also a smart move in the sense that um it, people are going to be buying these things online. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that are buying Xboxes and PS5s online and the people that are not doing that are probably not the only people that would go to a store to get an Xbox or a PlayStation five. I feel like are ones that see them sold out online and think that they can get one in store. So, I mean, it's already going to be an afterthought is what I'm saying. So there's really no point to be open on black Friday for just those new consoles. You know, as far as other sales go, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a loss, but if Microsoft can help them out on this technology side within a month and they can get their Black Friday website all revamped, then I, I think they'll be fine. I think GameStop will be fine through it. Um, But still talking about a- Xbox. <laughs> uh, Xbox had an app update two days ago, yeah. and uh, it's a very clean-looking app update. It looks very similar to the PC Um. UI and also looks like the actual UI on the uh, Xbox itself. Very straightforward. It's really cool how you can move around and look at uh, your captures. Uh, The chat is a lot more... I think it's a lot more... um, What's the word? I think you can get around the app a lot more. The accessibility is better. Uh, The only thing that was kind of interesting is um, they added the feature of remote play. Now you can play remotely on your Xbox on your phone with a Bluetooth controller. So with the new app update, you can connect a Bluetooth controller to your phone, and if your Xbox is on, which you can also launch from the app now, you can launch your Xbox, and then you can launch a game on your Xbox, and then you can remotely play it on your phone with a Bluetooth controller. This is all ridiculously crazy, and I feel like no one's talking about this. But remote play is a really cool thing that works only if it's simple. And I feel like if you run through this process, which I did, uh, it's very simple. And uh, I was pretty impressed by it, uh, especially on launch. There's still some bugs in the app. Like, I noticed that it wasn't playing any of my clips. (laughs) It couldn't load any of the clips that were in my uh, library. But I'm sure that's just an issue that they'll buff out with another update real quick. But the total revamp of the app is really cool. And I think it's obviously getting ready for the next generation. And uh, it, it, it's just really interesting what you can do to your Xboxes from your phone now. I was seeing some Reddit threads online about how people said that they sold an Xbox to someone, but it was still on their phone so they were able to uninstall things on someone else's Xbox. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So basically, if you've, if you've bought an Xbox used from someone, make sure you go into the settings and on connected devices. Make sure it's only connected devices um, with um, profiles signed into Xbox. You can make it all devices, but make sure it's the one that's only profiles signed into the Xbox. <laughs> So I think that's what it's defaulted on, but I guess somebody went in and turned it to all. So, um, cause it w- wouldn't default to that because I checked mine. Mine was defaulted to, uh, only accounts that were signed onto the Xbox. So, uh, don't worry about that. If it's, you know, it should be on a default setting, but you might just double check it. If you suddenly notice that your Xbox is turning on and off without your permission. <laughs> um, Let me see. I got two more quick pieces of news. Um, One of them is really funny, but I'm about to get to it. So the next thing is that Rambo is being added to Mortal Kombat 11. And um, is it Mortal Kombat 11? I think that's what it's called. Anyway, whatever the new Mortal Kombat is, is getting Rambo. And I think that's really funny because last time they got Terminator. So they just keep getting like old action movie characters. (laughs) I think Rambo's a really good addition. I actually think the character model for Rambo looks pretty good because remember when everyone was making fun of the Joker character model? How ridiculous that Joker looked? Yeah. (laughs) Mike, do you remember that? Yeah. You remember that Joker character model that Mortal Kombat had? Yes. Well, this Rambo character model actually looks really good, and it's not a joke, so... (laughs) I think the Rambo character model looks really cool and I'm excited to see him in that game. I'm not the hugest fan of the Mortal Kombat games, but I mean, I I enjoy the series as a whole. Like, I enjoy the concept of the game. I like watching people play it, so to see Rambo added is really cool and uh, I think that's a fun addition. Um, the last piece of news that I have is that some guy in India is claiming the PlayStation 5 copyright... And this is one of the funniest things is because he's claiming that he copyrighted PlayStation five and that he owns the rights to that name and he's going to court about it and it makes no sense, but it turns out the same guy is selling counterfeit PlayStation four controllers on Amazon. And when Sony found out about that, they immediately made him delist all of those PlayStation four controllers so now the guy in India is saying that Sony is like I don't know coming after his livelihood or something. It's it's ridiculous. If you read into this case, it's one of those things where how in the world did he think this was going to be a good idea? There's no way he can win in court saying that he owns the copyright to PlayStation 5. Even if he did, it would just be it would just be for him to make counterfeit PlayStation 5 controllers, the DualSense. So, I don't know. It's it's really funny. Um, nothing has come up of the case yet besides the fact that he's claiming Sony has come after his livelihood um, of selling counterfeit PlayStation 4 controllers. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, just really random. Is I just thought it was a funny story that a guy in India was acting like he owned PlayStation 5's copyright. But, it's a crazy world we live in. Right on so what you got in news uh not (laughs) really i just
1: blazed through mine not really a lot dude i i don't have much at all to to be honest with you uh this week uh one interesting thing that i found was um the halo that halo 4 is um beginning its closed testing on pc um basically um the the flighting is going to be with full crossplay between xbox and pc and uh what they're doing is um now this is an older game uh yeah uh because my understanding, a lot of people
0: have been waiting for this feature yeah, yeah my
1: understanding is it rolled out in 2014 um but uh people have been wanting it to be on pc for a long time so uh uh, yeah, so it's gonna be uh, there there's all sorts of invites going out. You can still sign up for it. My understanding is that they haven't given them all out uh, and you can check it out and uh, they've added a few things to it. Uh, like I said, they're gonna have the um, uh, crossplay and it's available in all the competitive modes too. Uh, uh, the only thing that they don't um, that you're you're not able to do is in the campaign. And uh, the Spartan op missions, uh, which makes sense. Uh, I understand about multiplayer being able to do crossplay, but it doesn't make any sense to be able to do campaign modes in crossplay. Uh, but anyway, there's um, like I said, there's a, a whole bunch of really cool stuff to it. Uh, there's 11 maps. Um, they're adding uh, uh, new textures and content to the areas. They're adding new color cost customizations. Um, all sorts of really cool stuff. So it basically they're beefing it off or or beefing it up. Um, it started last night and it's expected to go until, um, the beginning of November around the third. Uh, so like I said, you can still get yourself a spot and, you know, if this is, you know, basically they're, they're, they're hinting at the fact that, you know, when they do this kind of stuff, it's just a few weeks later that it pops out. So, uh, yeah a lot of people were excited about it like you said a lot of people have been waiting for this to happen so uh, i saw that this morning and thought i'd include that in the stories because i figured that some people might want to know about it
0: uh, yeah i know that a lot of people have been waiting for them to add it to the master chief collection which when it's ready i think it's going to be included in that if you already own the master chief collection so that's cool
1: yeah exactly and also, there is a, a remastering of the whole Master Chief Collection. Uh, it is going to be remastered to uh, uh, or re uh, uh, formatted for uh, for the uh, Xbox Series X and S. So uh, that's a cool thing. Um, it should look really pretty on those, anyway. Uh, next thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, one of my favorite subjects: Fallout seventy six. Uh, (laughs) there's they're they're (laughs) celebrating global nuclear annihilation with a free week for everybody to play. Um, and the cool thing about this free week is that, uh, you know, because all the in game events that they're gonna have, yeah, uh, it gives you a free preview of the subscription service. Joy, uh. (laughs) so yeah this is celebrating uh october 23rd 2077 uh because according to the story that's when there was the uh decade-long war um which you know resulted in a nuclear strike you know a retaliatory strike etc and uh anyway so um yeah uh the the open game is free to play until October 26th uh, from the 22nd to the 26th and anyway it's a double score double XP and 25% off legendary weapons and armor Um, not that I would understand why you would spend your money but anyway I just figured for the two or three of you that still do play that game you would want to know this so enjoy <laughs> next story that I'm going to talk about is uh, there's a new game out there called phasmophobia. It is taking the world by storm right now. You see a lot of streams about it. Um, It looks like a lot of fun. I started playing it and I, I do not do good with scary games. Uh, That's just not my thing. I, I, I play it off if I'm on stream, but I do get scared. And then I just start hearing things and seeing things. And, you know, my imagination takes the best of me and, you know, I'm old. I have a very weak heart. I need to be careful. But anyway, uh, phasmophobia is a crazy, (laughs) cool ghost hunting game. And, um, as I said, I started to play it. I went to the training mode. It said that I had to go inside. There was a ghost in there that I had to go you know, deal with, but it was a friendly ghost. It, it wasn't going to hurt me or anything, blah, 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 blah. And it's raining outside, and I turn on my flashlight, and I open the door, and it's this dark hallway. And I start to walk in, and I said, yeah, fuck no exit. Got out of there. And uh, so I'm going to wait to play with some friends so I'm not by myself. <laughs> anyway so uh there is a new update coming um a lot of people Mm. have played the game and they've died a few times that kind of thing well now the update is making the ghosts unpredictable and smarter so uh ghosts are they're going to be able to start refusing to talk to you uh unless you pose direct questions um you uh there's like uh, uh different they're going to be able to you you're going to think that they're uh being friendly but they're not um they they don't stick you know, right now they they kind of stay close to where you're looking for. You know what I mean? Um, like you, you generally, um, you're told where to find them, that kind of thing. So um, they're going to be moving. They're going to be able to move from room to room. They're going to be able, they're going to be very unpredictable. So I think that's going to make the game even better. Uh, I'm trying to describe it, you know, based on what I've seen and what I've been told uh, through people that I know that have played it. Uh, it's very, it, right now it's very predictable and it's very safe. Um, but the update that's coming out is supposed to change all of that. So, uh, and as it stands right now, even though it is predictable and safe and easy to play, uh, people still do die. Uh, Like there's a couple, like official died twice in one game uh, or a couple of games. uh, There's other people that, that died also and et cetera. So it's really going to be, it's neat. Um, They're putting, uh, I guess they have demons in it now, instead of just that, they also have wraiths. So it's all sorts of different kinds of ghosts with the, uh, the circumstances that are supposed to come with those ghosts. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Okay. So
1: anyway, uh, <laughs> that sounds it's very insane.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: I'm excited to play it. I actually, I, I actually want to play it over the next few days. And uh, so I'm going to try to get a couple of people together and have some fun with that. But uh, I'm definitely not doing it by myself. But um, yeah, so we're going to have smart ghosts in the game, which should uh, make it a lot more, a uh, lot more interesting. So uh, anyway, I've always right. talked a lot about Fortnite. Uh, This is one of my favorite subjects. I'm actually uh, doing the update on Fortnite um, and uh, going to be playing with some, uh, 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 a little bit with my nephew and some other people, you know. Um, And uh, Fortnite actually Mm -hmm. has fixed a few things. And uh, with one of the updates that they're doing, it's actually going to make the download of the game about 60 gigabytes less. So uh, with the update that they're fixing. Uh, which is really kind of cool. So, anyway, uh, Fortnite, like every other game, is doing a Halloween event. And, uh, this one actually sounds like it's going to be really, really cool because of all the extra things that Fortnite has been adding to it and the uh, cross merchandising that they've been doing. It's called Fortnite Mares. And, um, it has the you know regular spooky crap going on but this year it's going to be on halloween night there's going to be a virtual concert from uh jay balvin so that's kind of cool mm-hmm. um uh now as we know they have the um you know zombies that infest one of the islands etc that kind of thing that's always happening um so now it's what they're saying is that shadow midas has taken over the authority with his reawakened henchmen, and you have to stop him before you turn into a shadow yourself. Um, If you get eliminated in solo duos or squads, you return to battle as a shadow uh, for your shot at Shadow Royale, and you join fellow shadows to defeat survivors using your otherworldly abilities, like possessing the body of vehicles. So <laughs> that sounds kind of <laughs> interesting. So uh some of the costumes, some of the skins look really cool too. Um but yeah. Uh that sounds like a lot of fun. It, it Fortnite just impresses me, man, with what they do and their marketing technique and 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 how they how they're approaching the whole, the whole business, man. They're they've got their hands in everything and I think it's an an amazing thing that they've been doing. So yeah, man. Uh, I am a Fortnite fanboy, but anyway, that's all I've got,
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we will make another episode for y'all real quick. Uh, just wanted to divide this episode because it was just going to be really long. Um, but uh, hope you are having a good week and hope you are all staying safe and happy Halloween if uh, we don't make another show before then, <laughs> but um yeah um yeah that's it you know keep gaming and uh what is it it's
1: better to play with a group than to play with yourself